this is frame of reference where two black moms <laughs> discuss parenting, politics, homeschooling, and everything in between. I'm Shanice, she, her, mom to two. And I'm Takesha, she, her, I have three. Uh, a singleton and some twins over here. Oh, this. So, uh, hi, Shanice. <laughs> Pretend like I haven't been talking to you for a best, whatever. <laughs> um, so, what's going on with you today? Um, not much. It's a little chaotic here. We've been having some car trouble with one of our cars. We got the car back. And in the midst of fixing the problem we took it in for, they damaged something else. So we have to take it back for them to fix the thing that they damaged some point today. So there's that. Mm, my dishwasher is broken. So I have to pay an exorbitant amount of money just for a very small part, but it is the one part that is broken. So I have to do that this week. And we have a tree down across our backyard and looming over the rest of our yard from Tuesday's storm. It's now Sunday, so we have not been using our backyard, but luckily we have a big enough yard in the front that we've been able to get outside still and enjoy that but you know august has been rough to us so far <laughs> oh, do you see these memes going around of like um oh see they're back at it and i asked them not to um <laughs> sorry guys if you hear my kids in the background they're playing like playing hide and go seek and my request for them to go outside or upstairs has been ignored um but my sister sent me a meme of like so it'll have a calendar monday i mean January through September, and it'll be like prints, different prints, and then the last three is like um, Dave Chappelle as prints. So it's like, it's like that's how their their months are going. At first, I thought I was like, I don't get it because I feel like my Dave Chappelle prints would have been like in April or May, <laughs> as opposed to just it's like July, August, and September when people are having their rough time now from being indoors. I had to look at others. Not, I mean, I feel like we've been relatively fine this whole time. Um, and I know that that, you know, entails a lot of privilege. Mm -hmm. I fully own that. I feel like this last week and a half, what are we on day eight, not day nine of August. So essentially all of August has been a test. Mm, that's fair. And even then, like, I'm not particularly stressed out because these are small inconveniences right i'm just mm -hmm. like highly annoyed well, because it's, i feel leave. like things too i feel like because these are just and these are personality things too right mm -hmm. so like i don't mind washing the dishes like mm -hmm. it's a pain but i don't mind washing the dishes mm -hmm. and my issue with washing the dishes yesterday i was like you know what we are wasting a lot of water doing this I mean, that's my biggest thing. But my issue with the dishwasher is, like, I would rather the whole thing stop working mm -hmm. than for it to be this one tiny thing mm -hmm. that costs this absorbent amount of money. Like, I, I would rather the whole, just, the whole damn thing just not work because now yeah. I'm just annoyed. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess my, my experience is just from doing other things. Maybe not... Um, coronavirus related so that's probably yeah. why my but yeah related to like being stuck indoors I just want a break I would like to go to a hotel I would like to somebody watch my kids and all that kind of stuff but otherwise yeah we even with the lucky. tree right it's like my kids they still have all of these things out front we had a, mm -hmm. a socially distanced play date that was predominantly in the front like we have a decent amount of front and side yards and we have a whole side street that is closed off for their use yeah. Their personal use, literally, like, that's the whole reason that the neighbors closed it off. So it's like, we, I'm not, we can't really complain. Mm -hmm. 
shouldn't just stop you. Know. <laughs> right? Nothing because my stops kids you. are aware. And pre-COVID, they played out front and the side street with no problem. Mm-hmm. They feel safer in the back. So they're spending less time out there unless I'm sitting out there with them and I'm not going to spend my day sitting out there. They feel less safe out there, not because they feel like somebody's going to come snatch them or bother them, but because my kid's main concern is you all walking around maskless, breathing on them. (laughs) Like they don't want to see you. Mm -hmm. They just do not. Socially distant is not enough. Yeah, we they went, don't want to see you. And when they see a person or a series of people, they come, they don't come like stand on the porch. They like come in the house until they have you are long gone. <laughs> you need like a um a table in your like garage, <laughs> like they can play ping pong, like a ping pong table or something. <laughs> and like they do. So like that's the other thing. Like we have plenty of space and they go in the garage and they go in a playroom and they, you know but they are accustomed to being outside. Mm-hmm. We One of my kids the other day came to me with um, like a tablet and mm-hmm. some headphones. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go on the elliptical. I'm just letting you know, which is in the garage. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But because they're used to being like, I'm going to structure my day this way. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do some exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do monkey bars. I'm do some sit-ups. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to go on my day. Like, that's yeah. how they structure their day. So I'm just like, I need to figure out something else. So they're very frustrated. I feel them. We went for a walk yesterday. And we came across a dog that was running loose. Okay, he ran out the house and his little boy was chasing him or whatever. So I tried to have the dog. Of course, my kids got a little scared. But while the dog crossed the street and the grandmother came out trying to ring, she didn't want to actually run for the dog because she was so much she was she didn't have her inhaler and all this other stuff. So I was like, I'm trying to go for the dog. But when I tried to go for a dog, he growled at me and I saw teeth and I'm like, I don't care how little he is. I'm not picking him up. But I just tried to wrangle. I forget his name. Lucky or something like that. But as I finally got the dog wrangled, dog name. <laughs> as I finally got the dog like to come towards her and she finally was able to pick the dog up, um, I get across, across the street and the kid is like, has gone inside and gotten dinosaurs to show my kids. So my kids made a friend <laughs> and I'm like, can y'all, can we go? We got to finish our walk. Oh, John is all sweating because uh, it's so hot out there. And they were playing with the dog, the dinosaurs. They asked me today, they want to go back for a walk to go back by that house so that they could. I'm like, now is not the time to be making new friends. Nope. <laughs> kids were riding bikes at the park a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we go to this park that has a lot that's closed off. The lot is dedicated to a part of the park that they're apparently not opening this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go and they ride around there. It's like, it's set up like a little track. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people were there. They weren't in the area they ride bikes, but they were close to it. And eventually they let their kid go over um, close enough to my kids and ask them if he could play. And my kids were just like, no, like, get the fuck out of here. What you mean? And I was just looking like, why? <laughs> Do we not know what's happening in the world? We don't know you people from a can of paint. I mean, at least try that approach first. Like, Why? I'll go over to the mom and say, like, something else. Like, I, I don't think, yeah. I don't and think he was like, I felt friend. bad for him because he was, like, sad. And he, he was with, I guess they were, like, older kids with him. Mm-hmm. But they were not. But I'm like, why would you even send him over here like this? You know, wait. You could have prepared him for this. You should have had other, you should find other friends. You should find somebody that you know and trust and have them foster something there. <laughs> oh, that's just like, oh. I want to say poor kid, but I don't know if I feel so bad for him. <laughs> it's, uh, blame it on the adults. It's the adults' fault. Oh, absolutely. I'm just looking at, like, you could have prepared him for this moment. Like, you could have assumed that the answer was going to be no. It wouldn't have been that Just process. for, like, personal safety. Because even if I... All that I know about you now, 
Is that you make that's preventing decisions? me right it's preventing me <laughs> from saying yes like if i didn't know anything else about you i know that in the midst of a global pandemic you are willing to send your child into the personal space to play with people that you don't know who could be doing any and everything with their lives i don't like <laughs> what i know i don't about know you. under what circumstance <laughs> yes would have been an appropriate response then I would I would be judging you as well. Like, yo, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You just let your kids play with anybody, so maybe <laughs> there's no say. This not the time. You don't know if people say you don't know if I'm outside getting my kids fresh air because they've been inside sick this whole time. You don't know if and I, I don't know took the you. healthy part of my family to the park and left the sick part at home, which a lot of y'all do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that about you. So now here we are, both <laughs> not knowing things about each other. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I, so much of my parenting is um, setting my kids up for success. Like we don't avoid failure. We out like that's. I think that is something that distinguishes us from other people is that like I give my kids absolutely the opportunity to fail. But when they're going into a situation, I try to set them up for success to the best of my ability. And mm -hmm. like we this goes back to the time that they were babies and toddlers. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a lot of the baby proofing stuff I didn't get because you could just not have those things immediately accessible mm -hmm. to provide the danger. A lot of it, like a, a significant portion of it is just like you, you could just not have this here. Like maybe your glass bowls shouldn't be on the second shelf. Baby proofing doesn't keep kids out of danger. It just prevents them from learning what is dangerous. Like, and I feel like that is like, when we speak about privilege or whatever, like privilege thing to be like, oh, I will just remove everything, like have a pet, like not to say, not say what you're saying, but like, like have a pet on, like have soft, like cushions on this, locks on this or whatever. But what if they go to grandma's house? What if they go here? Yes. Removing a candy dish or telling them no is so much easier than saying like, I am going to pad everything and put gates on everything and prevent them from knowing what it's like to climb down the stairs because I'm afraid of them falling down the stairs as opposed to the approach of, this is a thing that can happen. How about I teach them how to use the thing first? And if that doesn't work, then we'll take, then we'll put a gate up to, because my, I'm not, actually, I'm not even talking about babies. I'm just remembering um, when my, well, I do it now, my even still like with two, my husband, like he'll, he'll use certain tools or whatever and not put them back where they belong. So mm -hmm. that they'll be laying on a table or a counter or something. And I'm just like, so you're okay with whatever potentially is going to happen with this mm -hmm. because if not you need to put it away because if it's here in an obvious place that everybody has access to that everybody uses mm -hmm. and knowing these children and tools and tinkering that this is something that will probably catch their eye and pique their interest mm -hmm. and you leave it here you are setting up the scenario. Like, I don't want to hear anything about it when something inevitably happens or it's broken yeah. or misused or whatever. You have set up the scenario to allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, and that's fair. Like, because uh, I'm even, like I was going to say, I was thinking about, like, my, I remember at my brother's funeral, um, there were stairs and everybody freaked out at, like, my little 18-month-old, like, kid, I'm about to go climb down the stairs. I'm like, but he knows how to use them. Because you're just so used to seeing small children um and you're like oh they don't know how to do something like yeah tools things that i don't want damaged or played with wrong i'm gonna put away things that are sharp and if i'm not teaching them like there are plenty of kids like your kids use scissors um or have control over scissors way different than mine because i don't give them access to just any scissor but like that's a my bad on my turn people like, would you know, come <laughs> in my house and have complete meltdowns over the scissors <laughs> 
Yeah, it's but it's, it's, again, like, it's like the thing, right? Like if I'm going to have these scissors around and accessible because I use scissors often and mm-hmm. I'm not using no play scissors. Yeah. Like I'm just not, that's not going to work for me and my exactly. uses. Then it is on me, right? To set them up for success and mm-hmm. teach them exactly. how to use these normally sharp, if not more sharp, because do scissors for fabric and all these mm-hmm. other things then I need to set them up by teaching them the appropriate way to use these things, right? Now, have you have we had a conversation or hear about when you started introducing fire and knife cutting with your kids? <laughs> no. I'm just remembering you buying matches and stuff at the supermarket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you need to have like these are skills that we need to have right Mm -hmm. and also because a lot of our friends or not a lot of our friends but the people closest to us that they spend a lot of time with are into like camping and hiking and nature things that to be honest I don't really care about Mm -hmm. um and so it's easy for me to say okay you all are going to go ahead and go hike with Miss So-and-so. I'm going to sit right here in this chair mm-hmm. and read this book <laughs> and I'll be here when you get back. Yeah. Um, and if I'm going to do that, then I, again, setting them up for success, right? Yeah. I need oh you to be able to have at least a bare minimum of skills that if something happens and I'm giving your care over to somebody else, but this person is now hiking with, 30 kids. <laughs> right. A whole bunch of kids. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. happened. I need you to, to give you a fighting chance. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That reminds me. I'm going to have to do that. Cause I, I value, you know, those skill outdoor skills. I don't have many of them. My kid, Jonathan was just telling me about, um, what would you, what did he say? What would you do if you were um, lost in the wood or something like that? And so he started telling me about how he would kill uh squirrel i don't know what animal or animal whatever he would take out the brains and take out the heart and cook it i was like okay <laughs> like i don't know where you heard that you need to take out the brains and take well, out the yeah. heart yeah. um and then i was just like uh what are you doing with the skin the fur he's like i don't know and i was like what about the bones so this is, it was just so interesting that he was like i was like how are you gonna cook it he's like i'll build a fire i was like do you know how to build it like we're just like all this thing. So i was like oh he's interested in these things when we were walking the other day i was like next time we bring the compass so we know there's a box <laughs> that i was looking at but i'm like i don't need no more subscription boxes <laughs> i'll send it to you but it like this is the thing like each month is like a new survival skill mm-hmm. yeah. and it's geared oh. toward kids that's so it like good. tells you how to use it and like good. gives you stuff so you can practice. And that means that. we can learn together because um, I'm a child at this. <laughs> like it looks cool, but I'm like, listen, I got a whole bunch of boxes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I, I, I want us to camp out in the backyard. I just need the mosquitoes to be gone and maybe a tent because we do have a fox in the neighborhood and I don't want to, I don't know how that's going to end well, for us. That's the thing too. Like my kids are big into survivalist <laughs> yeah. shows and books and stuff like that. Um, did you see this kid in the UK this week that was survived an hour at sea Mm-mm. and they were like the Coast Guard or whatever their equivalent of the Coast Guard is, um, was like shocked that this kid would survive, but he survived using skills that he learned from TV. <laughs> oh my God. My kids want to watch Naked and Afraid and, and I'm I like, no, like, we're not watching that. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm schooling for the win. I mean, yeah. Oh, they want to watch Naked and Afraid. I, I'll find them some other. Naked and Afraid movies. is funny. Uh-huh. I, I think it's a good entryway show. See, but I my feel like kids I have are to... now up to like Alone and Survivor Man, where mm-hmm. they're like showing them butchering the animals that they have to, and like how they're cooking. They watched this guy take down a moose one day, like <laughs> with like a pocket knife. Mm. No, I have it's to. It's pretty yeah. graphic in that sense. Like, <laughs> see, these are things I feel like I'd have to. One of our friends asked me about it, and I was, and at the time, um, because again, there's another one that likes hiking and survivalism, and she, mm-hmm. you know, she did this stuff as a kid. Um, she's also a vegetarian now, 
-hmm. And I, you know, I sent her the information and then I thought about it and I was like, they're not going to be able to watch this. It's very graphic and on the uh, animal butchering and eating front. (laughs) Yeah. But they've learned, you know, like how you disembowel animals and a squirrel, Mm -hmm. a rabbit, a moose, Mm -hmm. whatever you get to do. You're killing me. <laughs> All kinds of things with fish. Uh, the good thing about a lot of those shows, or that show in particular, is that for all of its like hunting and like building fires and all that, the people that survive the best for the longest and who are like thriving, so to speak, mm-hmm. are all people that have like an intimate knowledge of like plants and herbalism and like healing themselves, what things they need for like stomach aches and you ask cuts and bruises. Information. <laughs> so that's right up their alley because you know they're all about the herb fairies. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And the wild craft. I love that. Yeah, that's we're trying to get back in. Oh, I need to. But then listen, we finish listening they to the story. Love Wildcraft. I feel like I need to adapt the rules to this game mm-hmm. to make it playable because it just is Dry. So, so long. It's not even that, it's just so long. It's just long. <laughs> because you have to get all the way to the, the top, right? So, like, think of a Candyland board. So, you get all the way to the top. But that's not the end of the game. Oh, God. The game is getting all the way there and getting all the way back to the beginning. <gasps> but you can't finish the game until everybody is back. Oh, my God. So it's like a two-day game? <laughs> so it takes a while. And then you're still trying to, like, take in the information about the herbs, right? And the uses. But then, like, if you want to say deepen your knowledge of, like, okay, I'm using calendula for I don't know bee stings Mm -hmm. like that's one level of knowledge right but if you want to know how you would use calendula in this specific way Mm. then you have to like cross reference there's like a booklet you have to like flip to the page and booklet look up the issue then see how you prepare it so it's like there's a lot going on here yeah, <laughs> and they love it. We need, we need to adapt a quick play version. Yeah, of this. yeah, my kid. That see, that's good for you. You're you do it with them. That's my problem. Like, is this an activity that I don't have to be involved in right now? And especially if I don't have the you know knowledge that can move them along i played um what's it called monopoly with them a couple of times and i was like you guys know you you guys are good you can do this by yourself now (laughs) although i do enjoy playing with the kids i just i don't know they have certain games that they play with neil or they play and they play with me like they'll play um Catan. Tan Jr. with Neil and like sometimes I'll sit and play with them but for the most part that's something that they're happy to play with him or like sequins they love to play um, with him and then there are things that he doesn't want to play like Wildcraft you will play Um, (laughs) or like he'll play Monopoly with him and then I'll play things with him like headbands or they were really into having me teach them phase 10. I don't know what that is. Because Neil and I play phase 10 together. Mm. So they were really interested in learning to play that. Or they'll play Uno. Um, so that when they play together sometimes. They've, they've been into playing chess together recently. Yeah, or on their they, devices, they'll play chess. I keep wanting to teach the kids how to play. I mean, us all learning how to play chess. I think they'd enjoy it. Um, there's a game, I think it's called the Cupcake Game. They'll play with me. There are things that, like, they're, that are fairly quick, or not even necessarily quick, but just not as involved. Mm -hmm. 
um, that they'll play with me because I'm always like, okay, you want to play this game? Let's go sit at the picnic table or let's go sit on the deck. Like, so it needs to be things that are not going to have a million pieces blowing in the wind that are not going to be like, I see. you know. Even, but when it comes down to video games too, right? They have things that they'll play with Neil and they'll things that play with me. Like we play Just Dance. And that always makes me smile. Stuff like, like that. We'll play like certain things on Wii Sports. Um, I need to get been more really games. into Wii Fit lately. But then they play things that are more like traditionally video game with mm -hmm. Neil. So they'll play like Mario Brothers or Wipeout or should I have no interest in. <laughs> yeah, we need more Wii games. We have we have the standard stuff that was bought when they first when I first bought it for Greg when it first came out. So but they love that stuff. They they're still trying to get their switch. <laughs> I'm curious to see what things are going to look like retail. If they're even gonna be able to produce enough stuff going into like the holiday season oh my god i i'm curious for so many that. reasons i don't <laughs> not looking forward to november or december <laughs> i mean this could be the year where people you know focus on just enjoying holiday Times not being horrible families not gift giving well not... families you mean immediate families right you mean you mean not that shit where you have to like well i don't believe in any of that anyway um that's leading into our topic i guess we've we spent we've <laughs> not gotten anywhere near what our topic was supposed to be today right. oh actually we should talk about the books real quick so okay we will um, list all the games i think that we just mentioned <laughs> because... yeah um so so before we move on to our specific topic because you know i don't mind just chatting in juno breeze although i do know that people like podcasts with like direction whatever <laughs> um we are reaching what school time so uh if you follow or look at unconventionally brown Janice posted suggestions on books of black authors about homeschooling and schooling homeschooling mostly right but some of them have are, I think it's a mix, yeah yeah uh so we decided that we can read some of them as a group so we have set up some book chats uh moving forward for starting in september our uh, first one is september 1st and then yeah okay oh so yes yeah, so we have like a small one for september 1st that book is Oh, yes, you can. can. A Beginner's Guide to Homeschooling Your Black Child by, I don't know if it's Alicia or Alicia Joy. Yes. Um, that's a quick read. We're going to just do a brief chat just to debrief on our thoughts on it. Um, and then in October, we'll be doing uh, No Dream Deferred, uh, Why Black and Latino Families Are Choosing Homeschool. That's by, is it Zakia? Mm -hmm. Chase? Um, and there's also, I just want to point out, because I remembered yesterday, that there is a podcast episode of Fair the Free Child um, where she discusses um, at least part of this book. So we'll yeah. try and link that too in the show notes. Yeah. And then, um, so that's October's book. And then November, we will be recapping the makings of the little indigo house now i don't know the makeup of who oh wait i'm sorry the makings of the little indigo house 33 33 lessons i've learned as a homeschooling mama that's by kiara diggs and that'll be our november book that we're gonna talk um go over um what i was saying so if you are white are uh, um someone who sees himself as a um ally or whatever go buy these books, even if you donate them somewhere, like support these black authors out there. Um, even if you don't need to read it yourself because they are a little centered on black culture, but that doesn't mean you can't read it, um, but buy books. Well, the, we've also been making the request in the event post for these events. Um, mm -hmm. And I think on the blog post as well is 
even if you're not reading along with us, but especially if you are, also request that your library yeah. purchase these books and add them to their collection so that other people who maybe don't have the resources to just go out and buy books can still have access to a well-rounded mm -hmm. homeschool uh, educational experience. and. That was a big part of our motivation for even compiling the list in the first place is that when usually when we are recommending to friends or family or people who may be interested in homeschooling and unschooling things to read or things to get them familiar with the subject matter, it is almost always white men. There are a few white mm -hmm. women, but it is almost exclusively old white men who are making these books and we know that they are not the only people homeschooling is it white fragility is that why robin d'angelo mm -hmm. that who her name is what you know what's going on about like her yeah but i'm not yeah. even like i'm not because sure yeah but like valid criticism but the people <laughs> putting it out are conservative right yeah way. but i'm saying so like with it yeah. with that income to like here's some black authors that you yeah. can support and who are t doing the work we're hoping that by the time we're done in November, we'll take a little break and then Akilah's, um, Akilah S. Rich's book will be available for us to do in the new year because uh, that's coming out um, soon. So we are here to support and something that other people can do, support as well. I like the idea of like getting books in the library too because uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about in our groups are never available in my library, so. I'm like this well, big commodity about trying of to. <laughs> the resources that people use are available in my library, which, you know, I, I found just by like walking through the stacks mm -hmm. in the kids' area. Um, and when I asked the librarians about it, these, one of the librarians herself homeschooled her children. Mm -hmm. um, but she was saying people requested that they have them and that's why they have them. So yeah. even, you know, if you start making the request, your your libraries will, at least some of the books will mm -hmm. add to the collection um, because there's <laughs> yeah. absolutely a need and it would be hard for them to argue otherwise. Yeah, so that's, get some books. Um, oh, so I was saying like, sometimes like I just, we just end up buying them for our house and like, oh, somebody should just donate to like Families for Equity some books that we could have in our library. Uh, obviously, I don't need Dream Before It and stuff like that, but um, another book that I'm reading is this uh, Conflict Is Not Abuse. So yeah, so any any books that, you're, that you um, see that are uh, must reads, especially on a black author list, recommend them to your library. It's a great idea. Um, all right, so that's our what's happening. So we're gearing into parenting. We normally do a weekly parenting tip, but Shanice has decided to move it to every other week. So if you wanted to join us um, every Tuesday, we'll be doing that. And every other week, we'll be introducing the book uh, that we're reading. Um, and I want to say they're fairly quick reads. They're not that long, like they're not really thick books. So they should be fun and maybe... Um, We'll have some good conversations out of those. I don't know if we're going to be recording them for the podcast, but we'll probably just do a little review with you guys. I also don't know how many of those books are audiobooks. I'm going to guess not many. Um, oh, so you're definitely audio. welcome to join the chats and the discussions um, if you have not read the books, if you're just curious about the subject matter. Yeah. I would love ask to. questions or see what other people have to say about them. I'm thinking about, I, got, I think I got, oh yeah, I got Becoming from my sister. I was going to try to listen to that on an audio and I just never got to it. Um, but I do enjoy having an audio book available. All right. So what's on your mind, Shanice? What is this topic that we're, <laughs> we're planning to discuss today? Or, um, so what it comes down to is that we need to make sure that our parenting is in alignment with our politics. Um, we have to do better. Like we, 
-hmm. we just have to do better like there's no reason for us I, I see a lot of us you know black lives matter you know no justice no peace you know all black lives matter equality equity all of these things but then we are crushing our children and we need to start having more conversations about why that is mm -hmm. um and it's there's a spectrum there and there are some few a few things that i've noticed um we're all for peace and justice and you know all black lives matter as long as those lives are straight and cisgendered and clearly over the age of 18 in some cases you got to be over the age of 21 before we care and we just you we need to figure it out and i've noticed a couple things so i there's these issues of like respect comes up a lot mm -hmm. um there's issues of what's another one that people say often the kids are being disrespectful when they're usually just speaking up for themselves or disagreeing mm -hmm. um if they have an opinion at all especially an opinion that differs from yours then we're saying that that's disrespectful and we need to crush that out of them and it's like we have to do better and if you can't handle disagreement or pushback from anybody but especially a child particularly your child mm. you need to do some real introspection to figure out why that is yeah because children are lives and we can't be saying that black lives matter as long as they're not children like that's just not that's not how it works, y'all. But there's also this other stream of things that I've noticed, like, you know, children don't deserve privacy. Mm. Children don't deserve to have dislikes or non-happy feelings. They can't be sad. They can't be disappointed. They can't be angry. they're not allowed to need a minute, to need a break, to need some space. Ridiculous. There's this line that I keep, or this line of thinking that I keep saying um, that you need to pass on your suffering to your children. Like if they don't experience the same struggle that you experience that you're doing them a disservice that's not at all true We're, we should be trying to alleviate any suffering or struggle that we can the goal should not be to introduce pain because you introduce pain that's not okay and we need to start questioning why not only that we feel this way but we encourage other people to feel this way and that, that's my biggest thing is like you, mm -hmm. you have these issues, they're clearly issues, but you are actively encouraging other people, other parents to engage in this. Talk about books. We're going to need to add, um, what's her name? Stacey Patton's book onto the list of things that people should be reading. Spare the child. Spare what's the kid, another the thing? So another thing that I've been seeing lately is like, joy is a sign of weakness what like the heck? your kids are your kids are too happy and it makes you uncomfortable right or they're not getting we see this a lot with homeschooling right they're not getting an appropriate education because they're enjoying learning too much or they're enjoying the experience too much and again they didn't suffer the way you suffered through school that one boggles me. They don't me. have ac regular access to bullies and trauma and racism and colonization like you did in school. And so 
you know, this homeschooling or unschooling or whatever the equivalent is, is not a valid form of education or it's not giving them enough preparation for the world because there's not enough suffering involved. Too much joy is being had. I don't understand that one. I don't think I'm supposed to, but yeah, this, it just, yeah. There's also this idea that I've seen come up a lot in places where boundaries um, and estrangement is a sign of laziness or assumed to be a sign of laziness. And usually when I see this, I push people to say, so it sounds like you're a person who has a hard time accepting the boundaries of other people. You're the person who is being estranged from. And that has been consistently pretty true. Right. But again, it's this, you have to suffer. Like suffering is part of living. Suffering is part of a relationship and suffering is not part of relationships not healthy relationships, not mm -hmm. balanced relationships. But so much of it comes back to like, children don't deserve joy. It's just... Or I happiness think... or peace or whatever mm -hmm. things along that spectrum of like contentment and comfortability and like... Yeah. pleasantness children don't deserve pleasantness and we talked about this in that spanking what was it in the spanking one about or one well i don't know we talked about this in something where it was just the idea that because you have this mindset and you treat kids this way we're inevitably like always going to be children even though you, you know you mentioned 21 about respect or whatever but you still have people who are always like have grown up in these abusive relationships with their parents they become the abusive elderly person. And so like, this mm -hmm. is the thing, right? There's this toxic circle of this toxic cycle where people are going, well, you know, you have to just go along, go along to be along, mm -mm. you know, be quiet. Mm -hmm. Like it's part of life, blah, blah, blah. Respect everybody. When respect really just means compliance, right? So mm -hmm. comply, do what you're told, be quiet. And then when you are elderly, if you live to be that long, right? If mm -hmm. you live to be their surviving uh, older person in somebody's life, then now you've acquired the right to be the toxic stew mm -hmm. spewing at everybody but beneath you right that comes after why yeah why are we okay with this i don't i wish i had the answers because it just like when you really explore it it just doesn't make sense and so the thing that really brought this or you know, kick this back up was about a week ago or so, because it was in August. There was a meme going around or a screenshot, of somebody's post that was basically saying, removing a child's door because you believe privacy is a privilege is abuse and you cannot change my mind. And of course, and the place that I saw it, mm. there were almost, uh, the place I saw it being a group that is supposed to center on gentle, positive, natural, attached, whatever word we're using, parenting. Mm -hmm. 300 comments later, a significant portion of those really attempting to change her mind. And it's, that's not, no. That cracks me up. And, I, and, I like... and the thing is, it's, there's no way that you can 
shape an argument around that that is not anti-child at its very core. Mm -hmm. And these are all black women in this group, in this particular group. So again, we are screaming Black Lives Matter and all Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter mm -hmm. and, you know, equity and equality and, you know, let's defund the police, let's abolish the police, let's get rid of these oppressive systems. But the oppressive system is you. Mm -hmm. I was listening to... Um what's her name, um, Kimberlyn Foster, for Harriet. And she does this video, the YouTube videos, and she had on a non-conforming, I forget, his, forget their name at the moment. Um, and they, were, they referenced like an episode or se segment, because they were talking about disclosure. And they referenced um, Pose and a scene where, why can't I remember her name in the show? Um, MJ Rodriguez? No. Blanca. Blanca. Yeah, Blanca uh, made a comment about, like, you know, where trans, black trans people being at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, just referring that. And I kept, because, you know, every time we talk about, like, the tears and whatever, I always go back to kids. I'm like, who is at the bottom of, like, we keep saying that, but then there's, like, the other layers of the people we keep saying. And children always end up at the bottom. And then I'm like, I actually don't know if it's disabled people or children because. There are so many layers to like, you know, how oppression works. And it just drives me bonkers that we sit here, yes, as black women who are fairly, you know, we're not at the top, but it's, you get a child that you're supposed to love and care for. And it's like, but I need somebody to oppress too, you know? And it's just like, so when people bring that up and you get so defensive you end up being like a white woman it was like well no but i but you you have to say it's like it's ingrained in us that somebody had like as soon as you're um it's addressed or brought up to you like you have this visceral reaction that you need to defend your your right to oppress and it's just it's so draining i just i, I mean i can't not remember being a child and not liking that and i don't know how i could like put that onto my children like no i mean i i and i get in a moment of things like how it's it's um ingrained in us to be like do as i say or because i'm the whatever but then like when i check that or when i see like i you know i feel bad inside like i don't know how i could be defending that in a group like yeah oh i suck when i like when i assert myself too much my kids are i use my power over them and i think it really sucks and it's must suck to be them and I need to do better and I need the support of my community to help me with that. I couldn't imagine being in a group like, no, 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 no. I have the right to take off their doors. My, I like, I just don't understand. But then also, so it's again, right? So it's, it's, it's bad enough that you have that, but then again, right? The entitlement and the goal to be like, this is not enough. I need to actively be pursuing or trying to incorporate you, right? I'm recruiting mm -hmm. you into my oppressiveness yeah you have to fall in line you have to accept this and participate in this and if you don't there is something wrong with you and i don't care that the, the whole existence of this space is to combat this mm -hmm. this is what you need to be doing and i deserve the right to come in here and say it and do it and no yeah that, you are that you are actively acting out or embodying mm -hmm. right the oppressive systems that you claim to be fighting against yep oh. and i just need to know when more people are going to start talking about it and when more people are going to start taking their friends to task because this has been a, a, an issue too. I think since my kids were small, I've been generally in these spaces, these positive parenting, gentle parenting, you know, they've re -gone, undergone a bunch of makeovers, conscious parenting. It's undergone a whole bunch of name changes over the years, right? Um, we've always been in this space and then people have these questions like, well, what do I do when my friend's parent 
in a harsh, toxic way. And a lot of the times people are like, well, you don't do anything. And it's like, no, you don't do anything. You have a conversation with your friend. You can, you can parent however you want, but you're not going to have your kids around me parenting that way. And you're damn sure not going to have your kids around my kids parenting that way. Mm-hmm. And you're also not going to give me parenting advice. Mm-hmm. And you're also not going to interfere when I'm having things out with my kids, right? Because this is the other thing that we do. You're like not he, my village. When you're it, right. So when we're in a group of people, if somebody's having a hard time with their kid or their kid's not understanding, often their friends or whoever's there might say offer a suggestion to the kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do any of that. Like we need to start having those conversations. Like you and I can hang out when we are going out for drinks. Yeah, I won't judge you on your phone. You and I are go- can hang out when we are going, I don't know, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> you and I can chat at a mom's night out, but if the conversation of parenting comes up, you're not allowed to speak on this topic. Like, I'm just not, we're not going to do that. And if you're offended, that's... <sighs> then we can't do that either. And so I guess the friendship is done. Like, I don't like, Mm -hmm. and this circles back around to, it's not quite estrangement, but it circles back around to that topic, right? Because this is what we do. You're having boundaries and enforcing them is seen as a problem. And it's a problem because the people don't want to have to deal with those boundaries. So then you just, gonna have to be angry about our estrangement like Mm -hmm. at home yeah because it it's also right the the trauma that you're inflicting like this is the COVID issue right the trauma that you're inflicting to your child in those moments don't just affect you they affect everybody in the room I can't unsee I can't unhear Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Any of those things. And even if I was to go sit down with a licensed person to unpack those things, right? Mm-hmm. You have now placed this trauma, this situation into my experience. It is now something I am potentially having to heal from. Mm-hmm. So the harm goes far. I mean, it's bad enough to affect the child, but the harm affects all of us who are in, who witnessed that situation. And it also sends a mixed message, some, somewhat of a mixed message, like, you know, as we're raising our kids, like, you're telling me, you're raising me in this, especially, you know, if you're raising your kids in this world of like, if you see something bad, say something, police are not, like, like you're, mm-hmm. so now my friend's in distress, and I'm just supposed to sit, not do something because we don't want to hurt the mom's feeling, the oppressor's feelings. And you know, and the other thing <laughs> like, that happens sometimes when you set those boundaries and you have those mm-hmm. conversations with people is they apologize to you. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to apologize to me. I need you to apologize to your child mm-hmm. and in a meaningful, realistic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only reason you are a, you are apologizing to me is because I've now set up a boundary or a mm-hmm. consequence. Because a lot of times people feel like the boundary is the consequence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is. But I've set up this boundary and you or this consequence yeah. that now you have to deal with. Yeah. Children, in most cases, are unable to affect meaningful consequences mm-hmm. until they become adults. And even then it's hard to. I'm having a, I have that right. issue with my mom all the time. Like you know, I'm an adult, you know, like, it's like this thing, like, you're forever, that's the whole thing, you're forever the child, so, yeah. And we just need to do better. Yeah, I agree. It's a shit show, we're so... And it's, I feel like it's the classic thing, right, of living, walking the walk, right? You're asking for all of these things, not even asking, demanding all of these mm-hmm. things from outside entities. 
but your house is functioning exactly the same way as a prison, mm-hmm. exactly the same way as a school. Under the exactly skies of the like, same, right? It's like, but I'm I'm doing this for their protection. Indentured servitude, like mm-hmm. all all of these, and some some of y'all slavery, just mm-hmm. outright, and all of these things that we collectively as black people are actively trying to heal from to dismantle and disband and you Mm -hmm. all are living them out and playing them out in your homes and we all while screaming black lives matter and it's just like children are lives too Mm -hmm. that's we just they matter just the same we can't not that's the thing we just They are living, breathing lives. I feel you. The humans. It just, yeah. So that's my rant for the day. <laughs> and also, like back to that specific example, an open door or lack of door has never stopped anybody from doing anything. I'm just going to put more effort in. I'm going to get more, even more covert about the shit that I'm doing or not. You have some people are like, all right, well, I'm just going to act out a fool right in front of this door mm-hmm. to prove your point. But in the grand scheme of things, like if you're anything that you're worried about happening behind a closed door, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Yeah, it kind of goes back to your your conversation about safety and protecting them. We've had this conversation. We posted in like even fans frequently about like sex education and stuff like that. Like, just this idea of like, if I can control this person, I then 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 they won't make such and such mistake or decision or choice or whatever. You, I don't know how we can. And if anything, it. it causes them to make more dangerous. Mm-hmm. more reckless mistakes because they are now the safety or the privacy that they had has been taken away. Yeah, I don't know how we get it. Like, I've, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I haven't, you, you, you can't learn from other people's mistakes. That's just not how we are designed. Like, I can't trip and fall and my kid be like, well, maybe, but the likelihood, especially in my house, they're going to trip and fall and do the same exact thing. If they're following me, they're going to do the same thing that I did. Like, there's very, there's certain things that you can be like, oh, okay, so-and-so did that, and now I'm not going to do that. But for the most part, life is little, and especially if you're talking about something you did in the back. Like, I learned as a teenager that, oh, my parents are right. Now, as an adult, they were, they were trying to protect me from whatever. Your kid kind of has to go. No, so, but even that, are. I don't believe that that is true in most yeah. cases. I believe that they right. are enjoying agree. having the power and the privilege mm-hmm. and they are acting on that. It's yeah. almost sadistic in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I feel like children, like yeah. your your teenager is not going to learn be, um, from your mistakes in the way that you are trying to present it to them like you know better than them. Let's take the sex example, right? And I believe we've had this conversation at least in the groups before. I don't know. I don't yeah. think we've had in podcasts. If your issue, say your issue was worrying about your teenager having sex or you took the door away or you had an open door policy. Do you know how many people I know that have had sex with open doors or just behind the open door or some variation of that? Do you know how many people else. I know that have just gone somewhere else, including places that are out in the open? So now you would rather your your teenager potentially become a sex offender or have sex crimes on the, than being in the privacy of your home? Mm-hmm. Why is that better? Something that's literally going to follow them for the rest of their lives. Because they should have learned. They should have listened to their me. their job opportunities, affect their housing opportunities, affect, like... They should have listened to me, Shanice. I told them I knew better. Now they're going to have to deal with the consequences. Natural consequences, right? But that also affects you because <laughs> a lot of y'all are not saving up for retirement because you can't or whatever. 
who who going to take care of you when this child is now a sex offender and can only get certain jobs mm -hmm. can only live in certain places or like why is that the lesson that you think this child this child who you are claiming what is that going to do for your relationship with mm -hmm. this child you're claiming that you know better and that you are you have their best interests at heart why is that the solution to someone you love and care for like you would never never ever ever well actually i shouldn't say never but it is rare that someone with that self-awareness would allow another adult to treat anything. them that way people i know who have gotten pregnant with open door policies to their room like i went to boarding school like that was the rule you know how many people had whole ass sexual relationships like i don't and not even just one person like group sex with open door policies like this is not this is stopping nothing, right? Let's take drugs. I'm just gonna like, I can just go in the bathroom. I can go, I can lay in my bed. Like I can go in my closet. Mm -hmm. I can go to so-and-so's house. I can do any of these things outside of the house, which is going to put me at more risk again. Mm -hmm. yeah. That if something does happen, I'm not going to get the care. I can just wait till you're not home. Like there are so many different things here that this accomplishes nothing. Yeah, to think through these things. What are we, like, what is, what is, there's no scenario I can think of that the door is actually going to accomplish anything. I'm not, you're slamming the door, so I'm going to take the door because I'm just going to go slam the cabinets. Like, I don't, I'm going to punch the wall. I'm going to bang the chair. Like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm like, also angry. Deal <laughs> with this. That is not this. So you're not, okay, I'm not going to slam mm -hmm. this door. Maybe I'm going to go slam your door now. Like, it's just not. I'm also angry and you haven't addressed, like, why right. I'm it's upset like, I don't... and why we're here. Yeah. Where's the scenario where this is effective? Mm -hmm. But it's my house. Like, it's just, so that's something that you have to kind of, you know, um, work through like i understand that you know as a adult dealing with children that they can push buttons and you know you can be tired of something but yeah we gotta do better <clears throat> and then a lot of these comments were like oh well you know my dad took the door and so i just started changing out in the open and they were upset about that. So they put the door back. I was like, I don't, what did you, this is a natural consequence of taking the door. <laughs> or there were people like, well, you know, my parents took the door, but then they put, you know, they put a sheet up. I can do the same shit behind a sheet that I can do behind a door. I don't. What? I'm lost. <laughs> I got nothing. And the amount of people who are just like, this is valid, you know, you live in my house, you don't get privacy until you move out and get your own house, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, here's the other thing. A lot of you all ain't got your own house. If that's the way the game we playing, there's a whole lot of people coming together to pay your bills. Now, all of them got to say in your house, the rules that happen there, but we don't want to have them conversations because they're illogical. So I just need you all to be better. And if this is something that offends you, then you need to go find a licensed person to sit down with because mm -hmm. I, I think That's I've given at. all that I can give in terms of addressing this conversation. Yeah. I don't know what the steps are to get people like it's not even worth it sometimes to even engage in those discussions with some of those people. 
And then these are the same parents that when their kids have set up boundaries and are estranged from them in five years, six years, 10 years, they're going around to, you know, I saw something about this earlier today. Well, what happened with your child? Oh, I don't know. Nothing. They're just doing this to me for no reason. I have no idea what, yeah, you do. You know exactly what happened. Their entire life, they were peons in your feudal system and they had enough. Like, I don't. You claimed you were just doing what was best for them, but you wasn't actually listening to them. Uh, I feel like we're like, you know, Diving into my childhood. Defunding uh, our parents and we're going to really see some shit. (laughs) Oh my god. That shouldn't be funny, but yeah. Oh damn it. I lost it. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I I don't know. I just listen. I <laughs> I don't have anything to add to all of that because people are wild. So I think that's my rant for today. Do you have anything else? Are we wrapping up? We're going to have to wrap up because I think that's a good note to end on. Let people sit with that. And do what you will with that information. Let us know. Oh, sorry. I'm yawning through. I'm sorry. Um, let us know if you have anything that you would like to add to that. Questions, comments, whatever. Either way, Moesha's a terrible <laughs> show. Go ahead if you want to. I keep hearing that. I'm like, I like Moesha, but I'm like, I might not like it as an adult. But um, I saw Moesha somebody... was not particularly good when it aired. So. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm a Brandy fan, so, you know. There is that, but I can I can also acknowledge that my upbringing was a little flawed, <laughs> or the things that I liked were problematic. So, yeah. Did you watch it with the kids or just by yourself? I'm not putting my kids in. Oh, you didn't put it on at all. You just no remembering. It from... was a terrible show then. <laughs> Yeah. And I can only imagine what people are seeing with new eyes. Like, no. Mm-mm. Oh, they hate it. Nope. Yeah. All the comments are. And again, lying, scheming, parents. Yeah. Sexism, rapey dates, like body shaming, intelligence shaming. What is that? Is there a word for that? What are we calling that now? I don't know. Which direction are you going in? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the 90s, so there's that. All right. So I guess we are done this week, and we <laughs> will try and put some time stamps in this week because there was a lot going on. Yeah. She's off. She's <laughs> promising you a else? lot there. Uh, <laughs> board game wrecks and book book wrecks we had a whole lot going on this week so yeah. until anything next time you, anything you remember yeah oh i'm waving <laughs>